Build a stunning band website in minutes with Bandzoogle. Go to Bandzoogle.com to start your free 30-day trial and use the promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY to get 15% off the first year of any subscription. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. I'm one of your two co-hosts, Michael Branwell. As always, I'm joined by Jay Gilbert. Jay, how you doing on New Year's Eve? Happy New Year. I know that this is being recorded on New Year's Eve, but it's going to go out, I would imagine, in 2021. And good riddance to 2020. And let's uh, hope we have a better 2021. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, before we get into this week's just, I, I would call it casual, relaxed, fun discussion between us. We have no guests lined up because it is New Year's Eve. Um, just a quick shout out to everybody who has sponsored and supported us all through 2020. Yeah. Thank you so much to HypeBot.com. Bruce, you've been amazing. Bands in Town, you guys have been amazing as well. And as well as our sponsors, Bandzoogle.com and DiscMakers.com. Uh, built for musicians by musicians. Bandzoogle is an all-in-one platform that makes it easy to build a beautiful website and EPK for your music. Bandzoogle powers the websites for tens of thousands of musicians around the world, from weekend warriors to Grammy winners. All the features you need for a professional website are already built in, including hosting and a custom domain name, dozens of fully customizable design templates, tools to sell your music and merch commission-free, commission-free crowdfunding and fan subscriptions, as well as mailing list tools, social media integrations, and amazing live tech support from their musician-friendly team seven days a week. We put together a cool offer for everybody. Head over to bandzoogle.com, try it for free for 30 days, and when you register, use the promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY and you will get 15% off the first year of any subscription. And of course, discmakers.com. We know it's a digital world, but there's still an important role for physical media for today's independent musician. Digital royalty payments are so small that selling products like CDs, vinyl, t-shirts, at gigs and online has become an, an important income generator. For every CD you sell at a gig, you might need roughly 3,000 streams to make the same amount of money, and that's a lot of streams. Mm -hmm. Our friends at Disc Makers are the place to go for your discs and other physical media, including vinyl, USB drives, and even T-shirts. So we got a little offer we put together for you. Head over to discmakers.com, place an order for 100 or more CDs, and when you check out, use the promo code FREEBIZ, and you will save up to $150 in shipping costs. So uh, if you've been a, a listener for a few years, you obviously know Jay and I are big KISS fans. You can see on our walls behind us, we've been fans. We've been fortunate enough to work with them. Yeah. And we were deciding what are we going to talk about today? And I don't know why it didn't dawn on us earlier, but... <laughs> We just got done watching the big KISS 2020 goodbye pay-per-view live stream from Dubai. Mm -hmm. um, it started for us here in California at 9 a.m. because they were streaming it live. So obviously you've got to watch it, whatever your time zone is. Um, and uh, 
I thought maybe we could comment on, not so much on KISS, but more on the, the live stream itself, how big it was, what we saw, what we would have done differently. Yeah, maybe what worked. Things like that. Because, yeah, I mean, you know, let's yeah. be honest, 2020 live streaming better be part of every artist's playbook. If, it, if, it, if you haven't live streamed by now, you really missed the boat. You should have done at least one live stream, if not one a month. Um, but the KISS pay-per-view was huge. I mean, you know, it was largest stage they've ever had, more pyro a lot. than they've ever done. Yeah. Um, the prices for the pay-per-view ranged anywhere from a low end of $40 to a high end of 1000 Yeah. Think yeah yep. so that's right forty dollars which is what I bought basically gets you the live stream and one on demand replay of it within a twenty four hour window and then they've got others where it's like oh you get three replays and you got seven days and then there's ones where they bundle the stream together with merch t-shirts and other yeah. merch and you'll get a vinyl album of the performance and you'll get a blu-ray dvd of the performance and um all sorts of stuff including they they even went to the point of they did sell vip meet and greets of this because even though it's a live stream it was held at the atlantis hotel in dubai mm -hmm. and basically it, the show was in front of all the balconies of this massive hotel so you could go get hotel room stay i think you got to stay a couple weeks if you go to dubai because of quarantine lockdowns but then you can sit on your balcony and watch this live show live yeah um and, and the they fireworks show after yeah yeah and they sold um tours of the stage and stuff like that um but we're going to focus more on the the live stream that that we both purchased um, and yes, to be clear, we purchased it. We weren't comp mm -hmm. this. We, right. weren't, we weren't given this to write a review. So um, these are our comments as fans and industry executives on what we thought of the live stream. I'll turn it yeah. over to you. What's your first comments on well, it, Well, I'd like to lead off by saying that we've, you and I have seen a lot of live streams um, pre-COVID, during COVID. I was doing live streams with Stage It, you know, over 10 years ago. Yep. Um, so this isn't necessarily new, but as an industry, we're definitely getting more creative. We're getting better. I mean, you look at some of the production values of things like Billy, you know, what Billy Eilish did um, and what uh, Lady Gaga's done. And there, there are people who are kind of stretching the boundaries of what a live stream is. To be clear, this was a performance, a concert uh, live stream. And the first thing that jumped out at me and Listen, it, it was a fantastic performance. It was, the audio, at least on my system, sounded amazing. Um, but one of the things that really jumped out at me was there was no crowd, really. I mean, there was a small crowd in front of the stage. And then, as you mentioned, in the hotel on the balcony. So you could hear some cheering. 
I would but, imagine that, you know, if I had to guesstimate, there might have been maybe 500 people between what was on hotel balcony and yeah i think that each around the pool and stuff like that at, yeah, at max i would i guess. think that sounds about right and it reminds me of the beginning of the nfl season the very first game that i watched as the team came out and ran their first few plays they didn't have the piped in uh audience noise um they did for every other game i saw and it made a huge difference. But for some reason, I guess, because it was the first game of the season and they didn't have a preseason, that they came out and ran those first few plays and you could hear them hit each other and you could hear them talking and you could hear all that stuff. And you could hear coaches yelling and it really felt like you were watching a practice, not yeah. a game. And that, what I felt watching this was that there's that energy, that that noise that should have been piped in at some level because they've done it on their albums. You and I talked about that. There's certain a lot of people when they record live albums, that's not always the crowd that was there at that particular show. But I I think it was something that was really missing. Kiss is a high energy spectacle, and when you go to their shows it's it's electric and part of that and you you said this best it's not necessarily the band that's getting you pumped up full of adrenaline and excited it's that room full of that electricity of that crowd that's being so motivated and excited and i just didn't feel that with this live stream it left me feeling a little flat yeah yeah i i, I agree i that that wasn't noticeable to me right away like in the first song i was just pumped and excited that i'm watching a live band it was just great i'm finally watching a live band again even if it's a live stream and and not just somebody who's took their iphone to you know the the garage and is streaming to facebook i mean this was yeah. this was a huge production i mean it was like 50 4k cameras and i mean they they went to no expense on, yeah. on putting this together. As you said, the audio was fantastic. The video quality was fantastic. Um, but it was probably like the second song that I started going, something just feels not quite right. Something was missing. And it still, it probably took me another song or two to sit here and go, you know, it's the crowd noise. It is literally the crowd that was missing. Yeah. And and this is something you and I have talked about from day one of COVID. It's like a live stream can't just be you live streaming a performance. It's a whole different world you're dealing with now. And like in the case of the KISS show, yeah, there might have been a few hundred people there at the hotel that were watching them, but that wasn't the audience. The audience was, was the tens of thousands of people around the world watching it on their big screen, their iPhone, their iPad, their laptop, yep. whatever it was, yep. that was the audience you are now playing to. And you have to change how you perform ever so slightly, ever so slightly. And, and that's where I became really, uh, it came obvious to me that a live concert, the energy at a live show isn't coming from the music isn't necessarily even coming from the band on stage. Although there are definitely artists that have that, 
unique ability to really energize you. But it comes from being in, whether it's a packed bar of a couple hundred people or 20,000 people at some shed, it's the energy from the crowd that as a fan gets you yes. even more pumped up. Hearing the cheers, hearing the screams gets you more excited about it. And yeah, that was, it was missing. missing. I mean, there was a slight cheer that you could hear from the few hundred yeah. people that were there. But, but frankly, it was no more than white noise static that you were hearing, basically. And, you know, you would sit here and, and Paul Stanley would be sitting here. Hey, let me hear you people. Crickets. Yeah. Crickets. I mean, you know, it, it, you have to, you have to understand that maybe for your live stream shows, yeah, you need to pipe in some of that crowd noise. Maybe it's not so much for the performers. Maybe that doesn't give them the energy like a real crowd does, but it fills in what is a gaping hole in the live stream that yeah. we're watching at home yeah. of dead silence between songs. The right. song right. ends and it just goes so quiet. And 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 you and you you talked about how in the football games you would hear the coaches talking. There was a point on stage <laughs> where where it was at near the end of the show where Gene Simmons and Eric Singer were on stage. Um, I like, them up. You know, yeah, they were on stage sort of getting done. I, they actually didn't do a, um, a bow to the audience, which I noticed was a little different too, but this is where it would have been. You know, they're kind of, the band members are on stage just getting ready to do their final encore. And in a real concert, there's so much crowd noise that the mics don't pick up anything. Yeah. You don't hear what the the band members are saying. You can see them going like this to each other, but you don't hear. Yeah. This show, you could actually hear Gene and, and Eric a little muffled, but you could hear them talking, which I have never experienced that. Yeah. Before. You could hear Gene say things like, yeah, like away from the microphone. Like Paul would be saying something in the mic and yep. then Gene be, you know, just like, yeah, but again you would see him mouth it out in a live show right? yeah because the crowd noise would just yeah drive drive it all out yeah and that that's what was missing that that yeah. that's when i was just like yeah you gotta put crowd noise in and i remember when the nfl first announced that they were going to pipe in crowd noise and my first thought was are you kidding what a joke why would you what are you trying to fool us into thinking that there's people here <laughs> But you strangely need it. it works it you need it you, you need it, it fills in the performance now again yeah. maybe as a performer it's not going to give you anything more to feed off of but for the audience who's watching you at home for your fans it fills it in big time right for right. them Right. And to be clear, we've both said that the performance was fantastic. So this isn't that we're saying, oh, the performance fell flat because they didn't have an audience. We're just saying that it was different. And the other thing is, I was fortunate enough to be able to watch a KISS rehearsal once, start to finish encores, um, sat in a room, a very small rehearsal space, and watched them do that. This felt a little bit like that. 
were they good? Yeah, they were really good. But without that audience that you talk about, providing that energy and that spark and that that feedback, you know that when a song ends and they're going bananas and man, you feed off of that and the adrenaline flows and you move differently. So we're not saying that the performance was substandard. We're saying that, you know, it's different. That, it, it's just different. And it's one of the different. things that you and I yeah. talked about is, you know, one of my artists doing live streams is was trying to get away from the sitting in your front room with a guitar with a cat on the couch behind you it just looks small and it just so what what and you don't have that feedback that audience so what they did is they do these um live streams with other artists so let's say it's like the brady bunch you've got four different squares and when you end your song the band and the other square, everybody's clapping. They're like, yeah, that, you know, that was really great. That made me cry. Where did you, you know, figure out that lyric, whatever. And now it's more immersive. And now you're feeding off of, it's a smaller audience, but it's not like you're playing to a laptop and you end your song and it's crickets. And I think Kiss is so used to having these big crowds, loud crowds, you know, and feeding off of that energy that, you know, and plus they're coming off of a long gap in touring and doing a one-off show. And that's got to be challenging in a foreign country, no less, you know, in a different time zone. So listen, I, I get all of that, but I think if you're not going to have that feedback, that interactivity, then you need to pipe in maybe a little bit of that noise to help generate it or, maybe psych yourself up before you go out on stage like look i know we're playing to kind of an empty house here and it feels like a rehearsal but let's just play as though this is madison square garden yeah yeah i mean you know like like you i was fortunate enough to um attend a full dress rehearsal production that kiss did back in 98 at dodger stadium Mm -hmm. um and this very much reminded me of attending that. So, you know, I'm sure most of you are familiar, but if you're not, you know, a full dress rehearsal is literally the band doing the entire show without an audience, basically, yep. like the night before or the week before yeah. the, the two got sound, off. lights, pyro, it's la- everything. It's the last effort to get all the kinks out, get all of the crew member, all the camera guys, all everybody familiar with the show in full costume with pyro, with lights, with stage banter. And you're going to move to this side of the stage when you do this effect and everything else. So I saw them do a, a show at Dodger Stadium like that, which, you know, Dodger Stadium, massive, massive venue. And there was probably no more than a hundred of us in the audience as this show was going on. And, you know, it's quite a treat to be able to see that just in itself because it's different. But this felt very much like that Dodger Stadium dress rehearsal because at Dodger Stadium, they'd finish a song. Yeah, the few hundred of us in the audience would cheer and applaud, but it wasn't enough to create an energy. Yeah. Um, the band was just going through all of the motions to get the live show ready. But what you've got to remember, and we've said this many times, a live stream is not a live show. 
you've got to at some point sit here and go, I need to do something a little different with the set. You know, does that mean things like instead of giving yourselves a minute between two songs to do audience banter and back and forth with a crowd, you just tighten that right up and go from a song into a song. And it's just song, intro, song, intro, because there is no audience. There's no banter to work off of. You, can't get, you can't get that, especially for bands that are used to large audiences where you can sit here and go, okay, over here, I want you to yell. And over here, I want you to yell. I mean, Paul tried that a little bit. Let me hear everybody in the hotel balcony. It's like, yeah. and I, maybe it was louder for him than it was for us. Maybe the mics could be. didn't like it. I'm thinking that maybe he heard because there was definitely a crowd there. Um, but the the other thing that I I couldn't help but notice, a lot of artists now that are getting really good at these live streams, they're playing to that camera. They're well, looking. that's it. That's where your audience is again. Yes, that live stream for Kiss at the Dubai Hotel wasn't the people who were there. Right. It was the tens of thousands of people who are watching you on a screen. That's and right. And therefore now you make eye contact all the time yeah. with the cameras, not with the people in the audience. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt like they did some of that and I felt like they really connected when they did, but maybe not enough uh, because there was no crowd there. But when you as an artist are playing directly at that camera, um, the people at home, it looks more engaging. It looks more personal. And I think that was part of it that was missing uh, for me. Um, but the biggest thing I think was you can sense when an artist is feeding off the energy of a crowd and it's next to impossible and, and, and you can sense when an artist is trying to stall and buy time <laughs> still dead air basically and and, yeah. and that's what happened a couple times i felt like during the kiss show there were just moments where it's like oh we gotta gotta kind of fill this downtime while we're changing guitars out or retuning something or anything that happens naturally during a show but you know, when you are in front of a live audience, yeah, you know, the bass player can become the lead frontman for a while because he can interact with the crowd, get them crazy while the lead guitarist is changing strings. Right, right. You can't do that in a live stream and you have to anticipate how are you going to handle that when it occurs? Because if you're doing a pure live performance, not a pre-recorded that you can edit stuff out, but a pure live we know crap happens. That's right. Something's going to happen. How do you fill in that time when you can't just rile up an audience for 30 seconds while somebody is, again, fixing a broken instrument or changing a, a yeah. drum head or something? Yeah, I had one of my artists explain it to me this way, that there's a natural cadence to when you end a song and people are applauding there's time there that you don't have to do anything. They're applauding. Yeah, you, you can let them take go. Off, you can change your guitar. You can grab a drink of water there. But there's that cadence where that kind of dies off, and then you have to engage. But there's this time between when a song ends and you have to address the mic or break into the next song. 
And what happens in some of these live streams is you're so used to that cadence that you end a song and it's quiet. You're all yeah, you, you, at that you, point. You can see, you can actually see the, the, the artist standing there going, where's the crowd noise? I'm waiting for something to happen here. And you're, you're like, you, nothing's going to happen. Move it, move on the show, keep rolling. That, that, and that's, why and that's counterintuitive. It goes against their, their training. So well, it, it goes against everything every artist has done for decades here when it comes to a live show. And that's why I said, all of a sudden, you might need to tighten that show up and you got to take out that space between songs. And it's just song to song to song. And maybe you've got to rethink your audience wraps, meaning it's not so much an interactive audience wrap because you let aren't going to yeah, let me hear you. Let me hear you works great in, in the LA forum. Let me hear you doesn't work good over the internet. <laughs> so you got to think about that sort of stuff. Um, up front, you need to, you need to approach the live stream differently is what it comes yeah. down to. It's yeah. very apparent if you are the fan on the other side of the screen watching this, where you're just like, okay, I'm waiting now. There's nothing, there's no sound. And, and what, what you were alluding to and, and what we had discussed previous to hitting the record is that's where you now have to start thinking about taking advantage of what the internet can offer a live stream, meaning a different form of interactivity. Could it be as simple as and, and KISS didn't have this, but could it be as simple as a scrolling live chat feed next to the stream so the fans can chat amongst themselves? And maybe setting it up in such a way that you as the performer have a monitor, big screen in front of you so you can see the chat and now you can actually talk to people that way. Yeah, that's what's chat. so great about live streaming is that that interactivity right yeah you can't, you can't hey, so, get hey, to that jay, level jay from, jay from brazil yeah. glad you could join us you know that, exactly. that sort of stuff the other thing is you know look you could have scrolling social media feeds where you advise everybody before your feed to hashtag hashtag every comment that they post on instagram or twitter or facebook and then you just put a, a stream of that hashtag of what fans are yeah. saying, what they're posting, what their comments are. And yeah, some of it might be bad. Some of it might not be most favorable. Who cares? Just let it That's flow. That's the way the internet it is. It's, it's taking advantage of what the internet is going to allow you to do for a different form of interactivity. Um, it could also yeah. be if you really do need to have like, a, a two minute break between a song for whatever reason, because you're completely changing out gear naturally for that next song. Maybe that's where you have something edited in that it's a new video clip for two yeah, minutes. Canned you interview. Guys just, yeah, canned interview, a canned talking about the song you just something. played, telling yeah. a story, whatever it is. Um, you know, I was even thinking during the, the Kiss live stream, they could have had maybe not a live feed of social media stuff, but it could have been a live scrolling feed of the band members commentary on the song that they're playing right now or like their pop -up video. Of, or yeah. Something. You know, 
that's what, you know, I, I, I tell that to a lot of clients. I'm like, remember VH1's pop-up videos, the stupid fun facts. I love those. That, 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 th those were always fun. People love that little trivia bit of stuff. So if all of a sudden rock and roll all night is playing, don't assume everybody knows the history of your song. You can put up there, yeah, this song was written when we were told by the label we needed to create an anthem and we had no we had nothing so i went into this holiday inn in fort wayne indiana and i sat down and i came up with this and the lead singer came up with this and 12 hours later we had an anthem written i mean yeah. you can put that sort of information just scrolling by as you're performing because again it's the internet it's interactivity that's different than a live that's exactly show. right that's exactly right and that's why some of these managers that i work with early on started having their artists do rehearsals for live streams like they would do rehearsals for live shows meaning that they would record them they wouldn't be live but they would do the show they'd record it and then they go back and look at it and critique it like you notice how this kind of fell flat here. Do you notice how, you know, you're not looking at the camera or the sound wasn't right or there's too much of a gap or whatever. And the only way you know that is by doing that kind of prep, that rehearsal, and then you can kind of see it for yourself because as you just pointed out, it's a totally different medium. And so you need to rehearse for that medium. Yeah, it's, it's ever so slightly different changes. I mean, that, that's what it comes to. We're not necessarily talking about you have to come up with a whole new performance, but we're talking about ever so slight changes to your performance because you, your audience is in a different location, watching you on a different device. You know, uh, if, if everybody else is like me, you know, multitasking on your iPad happens all the time. I will have a pop-up window of a video streaming while I'm doing emails and while I'm posting on Facebook, understand that your fans are probably doing that while you are live streaming. So they can multitask. They can sit here and read that, that copy that's going across the screen while watching you, while yeah. listening to you. Oh, guess what? They are also going to let you continue to play while they get up and run to the restroom while they run to the kitchen and get a bag of chips to come back. Things are just, you got to nuance things just a little bit when it comes to the live stream. And, yeah. you know, maybe that just means taking the time out to watch live streams from a lot of other people, big and small bands. Yeah. I think that's you good know, advice. Absolutely. You know, so you, mm -hmm. so you can, so you, not so much necessarily seeing how it's done, but just to see what it looks like and experience it as a fan. You know, that's something I always tell clients, whether it's live streams or anything, it's like, you got to remember what this is like for the fan, not for yeah. you. You're yeah. on stage, you're in control of everything. Yeah. How is the experience for the fan? How was it experienced for the fan to log into your live stream? And then were they able to do this? And did they do that? Or yeah. were they having problems getting the app to work versus a web browser to work? Have yeah. you gone through all of this? Because you have to. 
you you're have dealing to go much through more all on- that so you understand it. You know, one yeah. of the things that I noticed by watching a lot of live streams is I really got caught up in the comments and people would say, oh my gosh, I love this song, you know, or this is the first time I've ever heard them play this song. And you could, you could make a comment and they go, oh, Jay's here. And, you know, that sort of thing, that interactivity without actually going and seeing a lot of live streams, I wouldn't have understood how important that interactivity um, and those comments are. And to your point, I think it's really important for artists to not only watch their own live streams, but watch other people's live streams and see what are they doing that's really connecting with the audience? What are they maybe doing that it is falling flat? The only way you learn that is to watch what other people are doing. Watch it and, and just take notes of what you liked, didn't like, what was confusing, what didn't work for you yeah. i mean you yeah. know like what, what you know kiss the number one merchandise band in the world yet during this entire 90 minute 120 minute live stream there wasn't anything about go to kissonline.com to buy your t-shirt for this event i mean it's little things like that that yeah you might not physically plug it on stage because you're too big of a band to sit here and be hawking t-shirts from stage but you can have again the technology for live streams allows you to do all sorts of overlays on your video yeah and you can have somebody sit here and go yes if you want to donate to us here's our paypal account if you want to buy the t-shirt go right here yeah they set up a virtual merch table some of my artists now are setting up for these live streams a special kind of merch offering for these live streams that's changing and evolving and it's it's kind of cool it's kind of like when you and i go to a show in a non-covid world and we go back to see the merch table and it's maybe different tour after tour or whatever it's a missed opportunity but you don't have to shout from the stage hey go go back to the merch table yeah but you can you can put it within that window that you know for a limited time this particular item is going to be there or you know, you can connect that and, way. And, and, and I think one of the things that's always been important, especially if you've got a live chat going on along with the performance, you need to have somebody from your team who's in charge of responding and replying within that chat as the band, as on your behalf, because that's where fans are going to ask questions like, wow, where, where can I get this album? That what what album did that song come off of? Right. You know, you, you know, or if you're doing this to promote a new album, somebody needs to occasionally put into that chat stream because remember, if you've been in a busy one, that chat stream is just going scrolling by infinitely. Maybe you put your website URL at the very beginning of the chat. Well, that's long gone, and no one's scrolling backwards to see that. Every ten minutes, that team member should be in that chat room going. And if you're looking for the new album, here is the link to pre-order it. Here's right. where you can go to Spotify to That's listen right. to it. Here's where you can get the t-shirts. Here's our PayPal donation. Or just or, to answer know, those questions you said, having a moderator, we have a moderator for every live stream that we do. And typically they kind of sit back, but once in a while they'll say, oh, hey, Joe, glad you're here. And oh, hey, I was hoping you'd make it. And just kind of playing with the crowd. And then every once in a while, hey, we've got a merch thing set up, click this button here. And to all those things that you just mentioned, if you have that moderator, they don't have to 
post a lot of stuff, but to your point, it's a moving target. And you they're, have they're, to they're, they're, they're there to help because, yeah. you know, like in the KISS stream, I was on some Facebook pages watching comments and there was, there was the occasional fan and this will always happen. And this has nothing to do with the artist. It's just the fact that we now rely on technology so much more that, wow, I'm trying to watch this stream on my fire TV cube and it can't get it to work. Well, right, you need to right. have somebody who can just answer right off the bat and go, oh, we're sorry, it's not supported by Fire TV, but here's how you can get it on the web or here's, you know, you need to have somebody who can be there to either immediately address some technical issues or take a log of these technical issues. So for your next stream, you can go back and go, okay, what do we need to fix? What, what, what was the, the hurdle that the fans were having that this didn't work for them. Maybe we got to change the software we're using. Maybe we got to do provide more direction. I think that's the big thing that um, is missing in a lot of streams is you need to go overboard almost in providing directions. Yeah. Where do you go to, to do this? What do I click? What's the URL? How do yeah. I do this on an Android? How do I do this on a PC? How do I do this on a iPad? Um, can I do this through Facebook or can this only be watched on Instagram? Those questions come up yeah. every time. You have to make it simple for people because this may be easy for you or me, but there are a lot of people who don't do this every day and there are a lot of questions. So one of my, uh, one of my long-term, uh, long-time clients, the Accidentals, um, Savannah Beist created this uh, Google doc and I'll send you uh, the link and hopefully we can put it in the show notes or let people know about it. But it talks about everything that you're mentioning right now. What are the different platforms? What are their strengths and weaknesses? What microphones do I need? What kind of software do I need? What are some of the pros and cons of all of these? because it can be really intimidating when there's so much information out there to know. We'll share this guide with our, our viewers and listeners because it's, it's super helpful. I've tried to share it with people. The Grammys are now sharing it. Music Business Association is now sharing it. it I think it will help our, our listeners. If, if you're new to live streaming, this will be a really good guide for you to kind of take a look at and maybe learn a little bit from. But to your point, Michael, as you do these things, as you do your live streams, go back and critique them. What worked? What didn't work? What could I do better? What, 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 were, the fans, what were the fans complaining about? What were the fans having issues with? Yeah, yeah. So you can, you know, and, and that's part of why you need to go to live streams on your own on different yep. platforms and different devices if possible. So you can understand the possible frustrations people will have logging in, finding a stream, running into issues. You know, you can, you can learn that that issue is not related to us. That's a pure internet bandwidth issue. And mm -hmm. you can explain that. I mean, just as, you know, when we have guests on the show, a lot of times we'll send them, a document in advance saying, okay, this is, we're doing a live video, we're, we're recording a video here. It is suggested you not use Wi-Fi. We suggest you connect directly via ethernet because you get much better bandwidth. We suggest you tell everybody in your house, 
please do not stream Netflix or Amazon Prime while I'm doing this. Um, so yes. those are directions you can tell your fans that, okay, if you really want the best experience, here's what we suggest you do. You get an ethernet connection directly to your router. You tell your kids, turn off Netflix and don't play Minecraft while I'm doing this for the next half hour. You would be surprised how, how helpful that is to fans because keep in mind, many fans don't understand these little, little things that can make or break a streaming experience for them. Yeah, and they're out of your right. control. You can't do it any, you can't fix it for them other than just give them the information. Yeah. So, so yeah, you know, again, it was a great stream that KISS put on. It was well worth the A fantastic $40. performance. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Worth every penny of it. Not, not disappointed in the, the slightest. It just illustrated how live streaming a concert is different from a performer side of things than doing a live concert in front of an audience. And yeah. you as a musician need to remember that. Even if you are just doing the little Facebook stream from your basement, it's different than going to the local coffee shop and, and yeah. doing a singer songwriter showcase type of thing. It's different. You need to approach it a little differently. It will only get easier as you do it more often. Yeah. And you'll but, get better at it. And, and you'll get better at it. And, and you'll realize that there are some really great things you can do with live streaming. Not just being able to stay in touch with your audience, but there's just, we've said it so many times in this episode, there's a whole new different level of interactivity that can occur when you live stream. Yeah. Watch the competition. Practice, practice, practice. You'll get better at it. You'll learn things. And it's going to be great because the last thing I'll say on it is, yes, live streaming is kind of all we have right now. But eventually, as we get out of this uh, pandemic, now you've got another arrow in your quiver. Now you're going to be able to play some live shows, do some live streaming. You know, you mix some things up. It's, it's going to make you better and help you reach your audience even better. Yep. Yep, exactly. So... Um, if you got any comments on the experience of watching live streams of what you don't like, what you encountered that was bad, what makes them better, uh, let us know. Let us know. I think, you know, yeah. our, our, our key takeaway is it's not the same thing as a live show. It's different no. in the slightest bits, it but is. it's different and you need to, you need to accept that you're not going to be able to make live streams like it was playing in the LA forum. It's completely different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so thank you again to everybody who has supported us, everybody who hit the play button, all of our listeners and viewers. It means so much to us. Yeah, thank, thank you, you very much. Um, and again, thank you to Hypebot, Bands in Town, Bandzoogle, Disc Makers. Uh, it, it's, it's so important to us. that We appreciate are, it. We appreciate everything you've done for us. And of course, if you are watching us on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, follow us on Spotify, subscribe on iTunes, 
and we have got a full roster of guests. Holy cow. Like we have we have guests every week for the next three months and good guests, um, some phenomenal guests. So um, we're going to have a great start to 2021 and we hope you'll tune in. Yep. So that's it, everybody. Hope you had a great New Year's Eve. We'll see you next week. Discmakers.com. Use code FREEBIZ for ground shipping on CD orders of 100 units or more, $150 value.